Blog Talk Radio. They say that a win is a win is a win. Well, has that ever been more the case than what the Miami Hurricanes had to be thinking as they walked out of Georgia Tech last Saturday? Talk about what the doctor ordered. Just a win, just a happy afternoon for a football team that was beaten down after losing to its arch rival a week earlier and simply needed to experience success no matter what form it took, no matter what it looked like. These are different times at Miami right now, and the coaching staff put together a game plan last weekend that was designed to simply get a fifth victory on the ledger and get to the airport. Okay, They very badly would like to have a chance for a winning record this year and avoid the stain, a permanent stain, of losing. We saw the starting debut of Ja'Curry Brown the other day, and he handled a tight Josh Gaddis game plan to absolute perfection. He was poised. The Canes were clean. They got in and out of plays efficiently. They didn't turn the ball over. Uh, Ja'Curry was not asked to do too much. And on this day, it was all fine. In a similar situation with young quarterbacks, Georgia Tech passers threw four interceptions. Cam Kitchens had three of those, and he now leads the nation with six thefts of throws this season. But this week, the challenge is different as the Canes travel to Clemson, and that's going to provide a little bit of a dilemma for coaches Cristobal Gaddis and everyone else. And um, there's an extreme dilemma on how to approach this game offensively, and it's something that we're going to talk about tonight. If Tyler Van Dyke can play, there's the issue of how healthy he is, how much you could freewheel with Tyler, uh, how tender is that shoulder still. Things did not look very good against Florida State. If it's Ja'Cory Brown, how much do you expand the playbook on this go-round? He handled what you gave him last week extremely well, but it was very limited. Okay? There were only two passes the entire game down the football field. Everything was horizontal, designed to just be safe, don't take a chance on turning the ball over, and just keep moving the chains, score enough points to get out of there, leave the game in the hands of the defense against a Georgia Tech team that, quite frankly, was pretty horrible, okay? And that worked great. I don't know that that's going to work against Clemson this week. And whether Van Dyke starts or it's Brown again, Miami is likely going to need more offense to be competitive against the elite team of the ACC. So we'll start there tonight, and we'll venture onward to more as we begin a new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com. We welcome you once again to Canesport Live. As always, it's your show. It'll be driven by your participation. We want to hear from a lot of callers tonight. Don't be shy. The call-in number is 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. We have plenty of phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to participate, really want to hear a lot of your opinions this evening. We asked the subscribers 
at canesport.com for topics and questions that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show, and we'll get to them during the course of the evening. So there is so much going on tonight, and I'm not talking about a bomb that landed in Poland or Donald Trump's announcement at 9 p.m. that presumably is going to be that he's running for president again. No, I'm talking about recruiting and all the different crazy things that are, that are going on. And uh, I spent a, a, a large segment of my day today uh, working on a story that's going to be on our website tomorrow morning about these recruiting wars that are taking place between the Miami Hurricanes and the Florida Gators. And it's absolutely fascinating. It really is. And, you know, you go back to June when quarterback Jaden Rashada committed to Miami over Florida, and there was a lot of scuttlebutt that he really wanted to go to Florida then. And Florida did not have its act together from an NIL standpoint. Well, obviously, since June, Florida's worked pretty hard at that. They've raised an enormous amount of money for their collective. And they are now like just absolutely declaring uh, mortal combat on uh, pretty much every recruit that Miami's recruiting in the state of Florida. I mean, it's beyond anything we've ever seen before. Um, these are just head-to-head, knockdown, drag-out battles that, quite frankly, the recruits are taking advantage of. You know, they've got these two football powerhouses trying to knock each other out. And uh, when it's going to come to things like NIL deals and things like that, uh, subsequent to commitments and stuff, um, these kids are, are, have the control, man. They have the power right now, and we are seeing them wield it, okay? And never was that more evident than this past weekend when Friday night around midnight we saw Jaden Rashada decommit. And uh, maybe shouldn't have been surprised, but – you know, he, he wasn't very engaged with Miami these past six months, other than the fact that he did have a high school NIL deal with LifeWallet. Uh, but for whatever reason, you know, whether it was that he wanted to play in the SEC, that he saw that the Gator Collective had now gotten its act together and felt that he could get a comparable or better NIL deal from Florida than Miami, uh, Jaden Rashada pulled the, the plug on his Miami commitment and immediately uh, flipped to Florida. And that just set the stage for the craziest of weekends because now Florida is all empowered, okay? And, and they're feeling pretty good about what they can get done in recruiting. And they, one by one, start going after all of the Miami commits. They start with Tommy Kinsler, offensive line commit, and... Uh, they had been working back channels to his mom, going around his dad, and it was looking like they were even using his little brother's bait a little bit, who's a young prospect, 2025, 20, looking to get offers from everybody. And they were trying to make arrangements to get Tommy Kinsler to come on campus last weekend for their game against South Carolina. And it was looking like Kinsler might do that. Well, Miami staff and coaches um, got on the case and uh, got a hold of the Kinsler family and, and had some, uh, what I'm sure were pointed conversations. And the end result of that was Tommy Kinsler was no longer going to Gainesville. They decided it was not a good idea. 
score one for Crystal Ball and company there. So now it's for the weekend. It's Gators one, Miami one, okay? Then they move on to Malik Bryant, and they try to get him to come to Florida, and it's looking like that might take place. And again, Miami staff gets on the case. Some phone calls are made, some pointed conversations had. And by the end of, the, of that, Malik Bryant was no longer going to Florida. Malik Bryant was sending out a tweet, uh, 1,000% declaring his allegiance to Miami. And Tommy Kinsler did the same thing, by the way. Score another one for the Canes on that one. Okay. Next up, Francis Maigoa, the offensive tackle from IMG. Uh, Florida sets its sights on him. Now, Miami's done a really good job recruiting Francis Maigoa and uh, they're in a pretty good place there. So this Gator attempt to this point hasn't really gotten anywhere, and, and I don't expect it to. I feel pretty certain that Francis Magoa is going to be a Miami Hurricane. So that one was warded off a little easier than the other two, but now score another one for the Hurricanes, okay? Here, the next one I'm going to bring up, you got to score for the Gators, okay? Samson Okanola. One of the top offensive tackles, maybe the top one in the country. Looks like an NFL first-round draft pick right now. Just as unbelievable of a high school prospect as you will ever see. Uh, for many months, Miami has been presumed to be the leader to get Samson Okanola. And uh, for whatever reason, he's yet to pull the trigger on a commitment. But Miami has still been believed to be his leader. And uh, what happens on Tuesday, guess who shows up on Florida's campus out of nowhere? Samson, Oklahoma, for an unofficial two-day visit to the Gators. That's, that's got to be the, the, the Gator Collective doing a good job saying, hey, man, like, you know, we, we can do as good, we'll do as good for you as Miami will do for you down the road. You need to come to Gainesville and, 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 and see what we're about. Well, they got him to come, and he is there now as we do this show tonight. So you got to give a point to the Gators there, whether they end up getting them or not, just for getting them on campus. Um, so Miami still remains in a good place. They've been able to ward off most of this uh, all-fronts assault by Florida. But this is just the preliminary to what we are going to be seeing the entire month of December in recruiting and um, it's going to be just absolutely insane. So all of that is on the table tonight as we uh, embark on Kane Sport Live. So uh, let's get out to your calls. And, and like I said, we want to hear from a lot of guys tonight. The number is 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And we are going to begin tonight in the 706. You are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? Hey, Gary, this is Sebastian. I've never been number one. I don't even know how that happened. Uh-huh. Well, congratulations. Hey, Gary, you're absolutely right. It's, I think it's just going to be the wild, wild west. At the, I believe at the end of the day, who wants to be a Miami Hurricane will be a Miami Hurricane because I think that because with NIL, and everything that's coming your way, I think you can get that anywhere. Well, and I, I think there's a couple of schools where you can get that from, and it just comes down to relationships and vision, and do you want to be a part of that program or not? I hope we get Samson Okaloa, 
But if we lose them, I don't think it's because we failed in recruiting. I just believe that, you know, um, something was more enticing or more lucrative than the other, just like losing Jaden Rosada. Do you want to elaborate on how that came to fruition, how we lost Jaden Rosada, or you or you just want to move on from that? No, I, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, he basically hoodwinked them, quite frankly. I mean, this is a kid, okay, that – commits to Miami back in June. He's got this California agent, Michael Caspino, who's a, like as big of a self-promoter as you'll ever see. And Caspino is throwing around all kinds of stupid numbers about what Jaden Rashad is going to be getting NIL-wise at Miami. And uh, it just was, A, it was not accurate. He was overinflating the number. But what he did do was negotiate a deal with Life Wallet for a high school NIL deal. And this was kind of unprecedented, unprecedented, quite frankly, because there aren't many states that allow it, but California was one of the leaders in that regard and passed legislation allowing high school kids to have NIL deals. And so uh, Life Wallet did an NIL deal with Jaden Rashada that was intended to be like a bridge deal to just get start establishing the relationship. Part of the deal was that Jane Rashada was to come to Miami and spend, a, a, you know, probably a day or whatever, uh, filming uh, a commercial, at least one, uh, and marketing materials and things like that, that Life Wallet could use to promote his name, image, and likeness. And he started getting monthly checks from Life Wallet and John Ruiz. And, uh, my knowledge of it was that it was a short-term deal. Um, I'm guessing to cover through December when uh, presumably he would have come to Miami in January and he would have had to do a new deal. It um, either extend the current one or negotiate an entirely new deal uh, upon his arrival in Miami. And for all these months, he played along, played along, played along, uh, collected the checks, and then when it came time, Miami FSU weekend was when he was supposed to come to town and, and, and do his shoot with Life Wallet. He, does, he calls in sick, calls up and says he's sick, doesn't show up for the shoot, doesn't show up for Miami FSU game. And then a week later, decommits from the Hurricanes and commits to Florida. Well, obviously this was in the works for a while, okay? And the whole thing was orchestrated by Florida and uh, – you know, listen, uh, in, in this case, uh, I guess you'll say Life Wallet or, and Miami kind of got duped a little bit. Uh, and there wasn't, there's not really a whole lot you can do about it. I mean, does John Ruiz have grounds for a lawsuit to, to, to collect his money? He might, but I don't think you're going to see him go down that route. And um, I think it's just going to be a lesson learned and, uh, you know, take it, like, take it like a big boy, so to speak. Uh, and Florida wins because I, I think Miami's done there. There is no chance, I don't think, that Miami will even talk to Jaden Rashada ever again after he pulled this crap. And I'll tell you something else. Like, I, me personally, I look at this stuff differently. I think that, that Jaden Rashada did, him, did Miami a favor because if this is what you're dealing, if this is what you're dealing with, Sebastian, what's going to happen mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter of the Florida State game in 2024 – when Jaden Rashad is being counted on 
And, you know, this is what, this is the character that, you know, you're dealing with. And, and, and it, it, it crosses over, man. I'm telling you, character crosses over in many different ways. And um, I thought the whole thing stunk. Uh, obviously, I feel bad for Miami on it. So my, um, my opinions are going to be a little bit more uh, pronounced and, 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 and uh, graphic on it. But I thought it's dirty pool, man. I, I don't like people that do businesses like that. Uh, you don't bait and switch people. You don't change deals and things like that. A uh, bunch of nonsense. And, um, but they're going to have to obviously live with it. And uh, that's the best I can tell you on that front. Well, now, I appreciate you elaborating. You know, I come from the philosophy, everything you lose is not a loss. You know, I believe it catches up to you eventually. You know, I think mm-hmm. the kids that Mario's recruiting, the ones that stay in this class, that exhibit character, they seem to pan out over the long term as far as what type of kid you're getting. You know, talent gets you on the stage, um, but um, character is what keeps you there. You know, so, you know, we, we will learn our lesson. I'm, I'm not as concerned because I just think from what I've seen from the recruiting standpoint, it looks like they're on point. Let's talk about our current team. Um, switching the subject. I thought the coaching staff, as you started at the beginning of the show, did a good job preparing these kids after a tough Florida State week to win. I mean, just the way that they call the game. I look at body language. I look at engagement. I, I, I watch the football game differently. I look at the way the coaches call a timeout and how they engage with their the, the kids on the field. And if you go back and you watch that game, I just feel like the energy was just right amongst the whole entire team. I mean, these guys made plays. I mean, you can say Georgia Tech's a horrible team, but these guys made plays. That first interception from Cam Kitchen, that's a play. It's not a horrible no. Georgia Tech team. That, that That's a play. You know, even the second interception, you know, the interception that Tyreek made, that's a play. You know, that's not a horrible – I mean, Georgia Tech is not a good football team, but I'm just saying they made plays. So as I see us going into this Clemson game, I just think we just go up there with a good attitude, just try to have fun. I mean, it's not like Clemson has not lost to an unranked team at home before, you know, and I don't think Clemson is all that. I just think we just need to – show up and play well. What's the health of the team? Can you talk to me about Rivers and I hear Taney's healthy, you know, um, you know, is Parrish going to play? I know Knighton looks pretty good. I want to know the status of how healthy we are as a team and can you confirm whether or not Keyshawn Smith is on the team or not on the team anymore? Uh, Keyshawn is not on the team. Uh, it was handled very quietly and he was allowed to drift off and I think you're going to see him in the portal on December the 5th and it just was not going very well with him. And he wasn't doing a whole heck of a lot this year. And they clearly got down on him. His mom going on Twitter and ripping Gaddis, I'm sure didn't help very much. And uh, the whole thing went South this year. And I think you're going to see Keyshawn go into the portal December 5th, unless something changes. Uh, so that's where that stands. Now, in terms of injuries, uh, Mario talked a little bit about that to us yesterday, and uh, he was encouraging in, in, in that regard. Uh, he said that uh, he thought that Jalen Rivers could potentially uh, return this week. Um, what else did he say? He said, yeah, Cheney. 
could play. I, he talked about Elijah Roberts and Jared Harrison Hunt possibly returning this week. And then, of course, uh, there's Tyler Van Dyke. And Mario suggested that we might see Tyler Van Dyke, but we have not gotten anything final and definitive on that. And uh, we're going to be talking to Mario again in the morning, and hopefully um, we'll get some clarity. You know, he might decide that he wants to keep that a secret uh, right up until kickoff. What about Leonard Taylor? Leonard Taylor was Leonard in a boot. He was in a boot. And um, I – I got to think he's kind of doubtful, but you know, if, if, if anybody can play in this, in this game, they will. Uh, I, it's just, when you're in a, when you're in a walk, when you're walking in a boot, uh, it's hard to imagine coming back that quickly. I mean, guys have done it before uh, and he certainly could play, but he would probably be the longer shot of those defensive tackles that I mentioned, but we should hopefully know more tomorrow. Okay. I'm excited about the last game of the season, knowing that it's going to be at night. I hope they break out the Miami Lights uh, uniform. I think that's going to be a good atmosphere. We got some seniors that's getting ready to graduate. So I hope it's a good game. I hope we can win uh, because of the guarantee that we'd make it to a bowl. I think a going to a bowl game is still worth it. You got a lot of players that can play. Uh, two things I want to talk about. Can you um, can you talk about a little about the, a little bit about the Kamari Rogers situation? Is that a done deal? Number one, and number two, uh, talk to me about in relation to recruiting. Are you optimistic that there's probably some surprises in, in relation to some top prospect that we're still in on that you think we have a good shot at getting? And if you can talk to me about who those individuals could possibly be, just keep me on hold. Uh. Yeah, uh, let's, I don't have my list in front of me. I'll try to get it here. Uh, if I don't have it right this minute during your call, I'll, I'll get back to it in a few minutes. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Okanola is without question. Uh, one, you got to keep uh, an eye on. Um, running backs, I would keep an eye on Chris Johnson. I would keep an eye on Mark Fletcher for sure. I think they're, uh, other than uh, Okanola, I think they're pretty much done at offensive line. I think they're pretty much done at tight end. Um, I still think that there's going to be some receivers that are going to emerge here um, in the month of December. Uh, so, well, yeah, I would, I would keep an eye just, you know, for some new names there, uh, potentially. Um, trying to think. I'm going off the top of my head here. Like I said, I don't have the list in front of me, but I will – I'm thinking about linebacker, cornerback. Um, yeah, they're still looking at cornerbacks. Right. They're looking at those two kids that are committed to Florida, uh, for sure, that, that, that visited during the season. Um, wait, can you give me one second? I'll have, it, I'll have it open in front of me here, and I'll be able to talk more uh, in more detail about this stuff. But, yeah, there's the two kids at Florida, the two, the two cornerbacks um, at Florida that are – uh, there's the Dalen Austin kid out in California. He's an LSU commit. I think that he's going to be a December issue that that they will uh, try to make a run at um, at corner. In, in addition to the um, the guys up at Florida, um, Stanquan Clark, the linebacker from Miami Central, is certainly a, a guy to keep an eye on. Miami's trying to trying to get him. Um, let me see. Uh, defensive really linemen. I would. I would. Uh, Samuel and Pemba. I don't think you know. He put out a top five today. Uh, 
that suggested that Miami's in the top five. I think that's for show. I don't think Miami's really working that one that hard. Uh, defensive line-wise, Reuben Bain, I think, is going to be in this class. I would keep an eye on the Chamberlain Campbell kid out for, out of St. Pete. Uh, I don't think Nicholas Harbor is a dead issue at this point. He's been talking about visiting Miami. Uh, Joshua Horton, a defensive lineman who's committed to North Carolina, uh, is certainly in the picture. So those are the guys uh, that I would focus on the most, the ones I just mentioned. Um, uh, Micah Mays is a receiver that I wouldn't forget about from Palm Beach Benjamin School. Miami's been recruiting him. Um, but yeah, that, those would be the ones. I, I think we've pretty much named the main ones here that are the focus. And I, and I do think there'll be some new names. I mean, I think there's going to be some kids that are committed to other schools that they're going to go after and, and, and try to you know convince to reopen their recruitment. Uh, who those are, I don't know yet. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see as it gets closer. And then I think that there's going to be a huge focus on the transfer portal once again. And uh, I'm expecting 25, 30 departures off of this team. There have only been a couple so far, but there is going to be a mass, mass exodus and purging what here. About that, been... What about that Oregon running back that, that kind of did an unofficial visit? I've been seeing some chatter about that. Do you know about that speed Oregon running back? Yeah, I think he wants to come here. I think he, he's trying to get them to take him. Uh, I don't know if he'll make the cut or not yet. Uh, it might depend on, you know, do they get Mark Fletcher? Do they get Chris Johnson? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a feel just yet for whether they are going to take him. What I heard on that one was that he was more recruiting Miami than Miami recruiting him. So we'll see. But, he, yes, he did come in. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll just, you know, have to see what happens there. All right, good update, Gary. Keep me on hold, man. Great show. Um, will we be bowl eligible? That's all I want to know from you. Do you think we're and going I'll to be tell, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, man. Like, I don't feel, obviously, I mean, does anybody feel good about this Clemson game this weekend? Uh, you know, it's it's hard to sit here and think Miami's going to go to Clemson and pull an upset. I mean, we've seen crazy stuff like that before in, in the history of the program. But an upset victory at Clemson this weekend, the way this season has gone, the way the Florida State game went, is kind of hard to imagine. Uh, so it's going to all come down to the Pitt game. And I don't know if you saw the score, but Pitt beat Virginia by 30-something points the other day. And uh, you know what happened when Miami played Virginia. So if you just do score comparisons there, you're like, oh, no. You know, uh, the, the thought of a 5-7 and seven season is not good, obviously. Uh, but I think that's obviously what it's going to come down to is the Miami-Pitt game and how much they care about going to a bowl game uh, is Tyler Van Dyke healthy? How much of an offense can they put together for that game? And can they score points? And they have not been scoring points, obviously, for several weeks. And last week was a very watered-down game plan against a real bad team. And they eked out a couple touchdowns. And, and it was you know, far and away enough to win because of the way the defense played. I don't see that working these last two weeks. You know, I, I think they're going to well, have to do more. I'll on, say this: on a five and seven, a five and seven record is not bad. A five and seven record is not bad if it forces you to accelerate your rebuild. Butch Davis did it, and I'm telling you, what we got out of a five and seven record from Butch Davis really set the program 
to, to fights that we want to see. So I hate it, but if it means that you're going to get 25 kids off your program that's really not part of your vision and you're going to bring in 30, 35, close to 40 new kids, that's what I'll take. I'll take that for a 5-7 and seven record. What I don't want is a 5-7 and seven record and you try to bring all those kids back thinking you're going to have something different. It's insanity doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. So keep it a whole yeah. good show. I don't want to monopolize the time, but I appreciate uh, your insight on all this. All right, Sebastian. And uh, I don't think you're going to have to worry about it. <laughs> you know, I don't think you're, I don't think you're going to have to worry about a roster purge and changes. Uh, that is going to happen. Uh, thanks for getting us started off tonight. We'll talk to you next time. All right, 563-999-3550, 563 563- Nine 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 three five five zero. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the nine four one. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hi Gary, Meister Kane. Meister Kane, I've been waiting for you to call in again. And how'd your uh, how'd everything go for you? You you in good shape? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm in, uh, you know I'm getting still evaluated on my condition here and. Uh, you know, there's uh, going to have to have a uh, stent or a plug put in in between the two chambers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what's going to happen, obviously. We just don't know when. Probably sometime within the next year, like February, March maybe. <laughs> so, But I'll still be coming to the pit game. So, I mean, my heart's not going to collapse is what the doctor said. So I should be all right. Regards right, well, to that. That's good to hear, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm still plugging away. Uh, anyway, uh, this Jaden Rashada thing, okay, um, what's the deal? Are we uh, going to pursue another quarterback uh, through the transfer portal, or are, we gonna, are they going to recruit another quarterback to take his place, or are we just going to go with the one with uh, uh, Embry – uh, Williams there. Your thoughts well, on that? It's interesting, man. Uh, you know, the first issue is, is Tyler Van Dyke going to come back? Okay. Uh, and that they're working on that right now. Uh, I'm expecting, I would have not have said this, but I've heard fairly favorable things that Tyler Van Dyke has given indications to the coaches that he will, he does want to come back to Miami. Now there's been scuttlebutt that he would not come back if Josh Gaddis was the offensive coordinator. Um, that's another oh, issue really? that's going to have to be determined. Is that accurate? I don't really know that to this point. And uh, if it is accurate, is there going to be an offensive coordinator change? So there's a lot of drama here, okay? Um, Jake Garcia is another issue, okay? Uh, he can't feel real good about his Miami future. Uh, and, you know... He, he's been passed over now by Jakari and Jakari got the start last week and right. Yep. <laughs> you know, I think Jake could have been a third down quarterback for the rest of the year, or at least for these games that Jakari's playing. Uh, he is the better option on third down when you want to throw the ball down the field. And, you know, in terms of his mastery of the offense and things like that, uh, his mastery of the offense isn't great. I think we saw that in the games that he played and the, the way he turned the ball over and how slow he was making reads and decisions. But 
it still would have given them more options on third down. But that went so poorly against Florida State that I think that it was mutually scrapped for this last game at Georgia Tech, and uh, it was the Jacuri show the entire way. Uh, and uh, if Tyler can't play, I expect it to be the same with Clemson. I think, you know, they'll ride with it and uh, probably try to do a similar type offense and maybe take a couple more chances down the field. But um, any way you slice it and dice it, nothing going on uh, spells well for Jake Garcia. So I'm going to assume Jake Garcia is going to the portal. All right. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, Jacuri is going to be here after this, I mean, after getting the play here this year, and he knows he's got a lot of work left to do, which he does, but he's going to be here uh, for next year. And um, you got to hope you can hold on to Emory Williams now, okay? I'm a little concerned, though, and I'm going to tell you why, because Emory Williams has not been really? saying much. Yeah, he has not been saying a lot lately. And, really? Uh, yeah, and for us, that's usually kind of weird. Okay, it usually means something's up. And, you know, Jaden Rashada was in that category. He ended up decommitting. Malik Bryant was in that category. And you're, I'm sure you've been seeing all the drama with Malik Bryant. And yep. you know, when, the, when, when somebody is, like, doesn't really want to talk and, and, and is kind of keeping to themselves, it usually means something is up to us in our business. Uh, so our radar is up with Emery. Uh, hopefully he sticks. He's now very important to the class. Now, if everything falls apart, what happens? Okay. Well, I think you start looking at committed guys and uh, you, you take some shots there and see if you can get some of them to come take visits and consider flipping. Uh, that's one strategy. Uh, and I think you absolutely look into the transfer portal for, for a quarterback. Uh, yeah. Yes. But now, if Van Dyke is back, it's going to be hard to go in the portal and get a quarterback. So this is a little bit of a mess, in in all honesty. This is a this is a little bit of a mess right now, uh, because of the way this has played out. But I'm sure they're working on solutions uh, inside the building, and uh, they will come up with something. Uh, that's good. Well, we hope so. So, anyway, uh, you said that there's going to be 25 guys leaving. That's my that's my projection. Matt Matt Shodell says thirty. He thinks thirty. Really? Huh. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's I'm some guessing players. about twenty-five. Well, there's some players that don't belong there, Gary. Obviously, and uh, you know, I gotta we gotta gotta find the ones that fit the the offense and the defensive scheme of the way you know the coaches set up the system. I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean so it's kind of it's listen, it's it's sad. It's this is not a, a happy thing to watch. But I mean if we're honest, they need to make they this needs to happen. They need a, a complete roster reboot. You just can't keep going year after year like this. And you're just gonna have to bite the bullet for a year. You, you know, some guys are gonna leave on their own. Some guys are going to have to be asked to leave. It's 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 not going to be pretty, but uh, it's a necessary evil right now. Well, in my opinion, Gary, the whole team needs a complete overhaul. Yeah, Seriously. that's what we're saying. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 
Well, Gary, I guess that's going to be it for now because uh, I'm doing some shopping and the store's going to close in a few minutes. So uh, let some other callers get on the line. And uh, thanks for having me on the show, all right? so All right, Mike, sir. Glad to hear you're feeling better and doing well, and thanks for being part of it. All right, you too, Gary. Talk to you later. All right, Mike Stokane. All right, the uh, number is 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's hear from a lot of guys tonight. Let's get some first-time callers on. Um, I see you guys sit, sitting there in the phone bank that you haven't hit the one on your keypad and you're being bashful. Uh, would like to see more guys on the show tonight, hear what your opinions are. Uh, let's go next to the 727. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. It's Jake from St. Pete. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Jake? How you doing this week? Oh, doing all right. What was I going to say? We had to put our dog down on Friday, so that was pretty... Oh. Uh, yeah, it was a, a rough Saturday. At least it was a victory. That, uh, <laughs> no, uh, the, the radio, uh, once again, makes it so much more enjoyable, but, you know, I, I asked you on Sunday, um, I said, why, why did it take them 10 games to put together a game plan and execute it? You know, and I know the players look Duke. Uh, that was a, that was a player thing. Uh, you know, Garcia turns the ball over five times, but we just watched time and time again, this team just come out flat. This team come out with no plan, with no energy, with no, you know, they look like a deer in headlights, the staff and the the players as well. How come it took 10, 10 weeks for, especially for Gaddis, like it took him 10 weeks to, to put together a actual game plan with the actual players that he has. You know, Jake, I think you got to look at what that game plan was. I, I mean, that that wasn't a major, that was not a major college offense we saw Saturday. It was so watered down, so limited. Uh, no, but Gary, but it, it, understood. You weren't going to beat anybody any, any good no, doing that. But they planned personnel they have and the opponent they were playing. I, you could maybe argue Texas A and M. Although the offense was atrocious that day too, um, they couldn't couldn't score in the red zone to save their life. Why why did it take ten ten days to to figure or ten weeks for them to figure out how to uh, uh, offensively especially because uh, you know like we're we're talking about this purge and like I saw Gil Frierson, uh, uh he's gone and you know Keyshawn Smith good riddance with the the headaches he was causing and whatnot but I was kind of a little sad to see Gil Frierson leave because I think he's been a guy who's done everything asked of him and uh, done it with a smile and with just, effort it's not but, real good Jake he's just not real that? good he just is not real good no they, no they, and that's you know I mean yeah he saw the writing on the wall he's got what maybe one more year eligibility left he ain't gonna play here. Um, no, good for him. Good luck. Uh, you know, I hope, uh, I hope he finds some place where he can play and all that. But, uh, but to me, I just, you know, we hear about all this, uh, player purge and, and, and fine, good riddance. Uh, there's, there's probably a lot of guys on this roster who, you know, 
if you're serious about winning, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna get it done. But to me, I, I think there should be a very big emphasis on a coaching purge as well. Um, these coaches have been god awful this year, uh, top to bottom, and uh, you know, to me, it, it, it's I don't think we're hearing a whole lot about that. And well, you're not going you know, to. Those, those are going to be private Mario decisions. And he's not going to discuss it publicly. You know, you're not going to hear any conversation about that. And we don't know what he's going to do. We don't know what he thinks behind closed doors about these guys. We know what the fans think. I mean, the, you know, the fans are booting Josh Gaddis right out the door. But we don't know what Mario thinks about that. You know, with, with this, uh, when, when we left, uh, you know, I was at, uh, oh, what was the, the last home game? Um, yeah, I basically said to myself, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm renewing my season tickets if Gaddis is coming back. And, you know, I, I mean, the, the thing is, with, yeah, with the players, yeah, there, there needs to be a purge. But this staff did about as le- – I mean, like, you couldn't picture a worse season – and a lot of this is on the staff. And, you know, like to me, you know, Miami's always been a passion of mine. It's becoming dangerously close to becoming a hobby. Um, I just, you know, I, I drive down from St. Petersburg for every home game. I spend thousands of dollars every year on tickets and uh, merchandise and parking and hotels and everything to do that. And it's like this year it, – it, it, I have not been entertained a single time. I've left with high blood pressure and just absolute rage with how did you know you had high blood pressure? How did you know you had high blood pressure? You got a blood pressure machine in the car? No, uh, it, it's it's when your eyes are bugging out of your head because you're so pissed <laughs> off. That, uh, you were at the Florida I've been State. Trying, I've, just Florida, asking. Yeah, I've been asking because there, there have been times I thought, man, I must have high blood pressure right now. But I, I never know how to figure it out, you know, unless you have one of those pump things that you put around your arm. And, I, uh, you know what? I don't even want to take it because if I took that and told my doctor what it was, he'd tell you, stop watching this, run away. Well, the, 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 ones away that run. the ones you buy at Walgreens and CVS, they don't work anyway. Those are both. Those, yeah, those, those things, are, yeah, those are garbage anyway. But, those uh, are garbage, yeah. You know, so it's like you're kind of like, like lost if you want to know your blood pressure. You know, but, like, the thing for me is, is, like, so, you know, I, I have tickets for, you know, I have season tickets. I, I'm not going to the Pittsburgh game, and I'm going to be in Miami for that. But, you know what, what? I, I turned 40 that day. I'm I'm going to Paris the following day. I, I don't want to be enraged. I, so I'm just going to watch it. We got reservations at the, 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 the surf club, and I'm going to have a nice dinner. And, oh, and there you I go. Just, that, that, that's a good spot to go to your 40th. Is that? Is that have you been there? I have not been there, but I've heard very good I wasn't going to roll the dice on Joe Stone. I, I wanted to go there, but I'm like, ah, you know what, I don't know. Uh, Saturday night, that's, uh, that's a tough pull, so we'll see. But, but yeah, I just, like, you know, I, I, don't want, I don't want the headache. I'm going to probably see if I can donate them to, like, a veteran or something and, uh, uh, you know, uh, see if somebody can go. Uh, you know, I'd like for someone to go. It's just, you know, like, I've been there six times. I've been severely disappointed all six um, the, uh, even the Bethune Cookman game, you know, we blew them out, but you could just smell problems when we were losing in the first quarter. Uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, I love what's going on with the players, but 
you know, Mario has, has struggled with game day coaching, and the, it's been a huge issue. Has he really, year. though, Jake? And, I mean, Jake, has he yeah. really? Like, I can think of a couple things that he'd probably want back, a couple use of timeout things, a couple decisions on whether to punt or not punt or play field position. I thought, I mean, I do think he started the year maybe a little aggressive with this particular team. But, I mean, has he really had game day issues? I mean, people say that stuff. But has he really, like, I I don't feel... We have have a who's who or a supposed who's who of coaching, and we have these horrendous game plans where it's like you can tell everyone's got us sniffed out. You know, and and yeah, I mean personnel fine, but we went from seven and five to five and seven this year, maybe six and six, and our schedule was way easier because A and M turns out to be garbage. Uh, so trade them for Bama, I'll take that every day of the week. Um, we didn't have Michigan State. We had a powder puff uh, uh, non-conference schedule. Well, the, well, A and M was powder puff. They're they're terrible this year. They're they're the biggest disappointment other than us this season. And uh, you know, so but but every game we've been thoroughly manhandled in terms of game planning and a lot you know, of injuries, yeah. Jake. A lot like of injuries, injuries have been an issue, but you know you gotta. It's football. You gotta adapt. Everyone has injuries. Um, yeah, but this know, team didn't have the depth uh, to, to withstand them. Probably not. But you know, I mean, like you know, I, I'm at the point. I, I'm, this season, I'm just I'm washing my hands of it. I am gonna renew my tickets for next year. There's some really, you know, at least we got some compelling games at home next year. We got Clemson, we got A and M. Hey, let's. Uh, but you know, but to me, the accountability really has to be on Mario and his staff next year. Because I mean, you know, this this player purge, it's gonna happen. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking. About it. He's gonna have 30 new players on his team at least. Last year he had 30 new players, so that's 68 plus out of 85. He owns 70 percent of this roster, and the ones that are left over aren't that bad. They're, you know, there's plenty of Leonard Taylors. There's not a ton, but there's there's 25 of them, uh, or at least guy not 25 Leonard Taylors, but you know James Williams, Cam Kinchins. You know, th- 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 there's there's plenty of guys left over from Manny, where he's got 60 of his. And uh, you know, plus uh, plus some some of the good leftovers from Manny, it's on him next year to win. This this has got to get improved. I mean, uh, you know, he's I'm about as diehard as you, you could get, but you know, it's just it's a matter of I don't want to spend my whole weekend pissed off, and uh, you know, watching this every weekend and. Uh, you know, I'll always be a fan, and I'll always watch games. But like, am I going to go to the effort of driving four hours each way on a on a weekend and doing all that to to watch two more losing seasons? You know, like everyone, he doesn't need to purge the roster to win eight games. We're in the ACC Coastal. It, it's it's a pathetic conference. Um, you know, that, that's got to improve. Uh, you know, yeah, it may, it may take three years for for him to get competitive even just to win the ACC but you know eight nine wins is just that's a very low bar we were chasing Manny out of town uh from the jump and he never had a season this bad so yeah I, I feel confident in saying that had he stayed he would have 
I don't know. I, I never. I mean, other than the North Carolina game and the, the FIU game, uh, I, the North Carolina game was pretty bad. I was at that one too. That was a, uh, who that was a, a doozy. But uh, but but so is getting smoked by Middle Tennessee. So you know, it's. And <laughs> uh, you know what? The other thing that's a little sad this year is we aren't going to have a single like marquee win. Um, you no, know, say, no, say what you will. Sure. Again with. we're not winning this week. Uh, If we do, I'll eat my words, but it ain't going to happen. And you know me, I'm the guy calling up last year saying, why can't we win against Bama? But it's just reality. Like it's, I, the, uh, you know, I hate to be such a downer. I know we won last week, but it's just like, I don't know the, the, the coaching that really pissed me off because they, they, they finally game planned and it, it took a, uh, a coaching staff uh, they were going against who's going to be completely purged at the end of this year to outmaneuver them. And it's like, <laughs> that's pretty pathetic for uh, a, a sum total of about $18 million a year spent on coaching. I'd call this a piss poor return. The, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, that's my take. It, it, it's. It, I'm looking forward to seeing what Mario does in December. I, I think that's that's the yeah. one plus. And if he can hit the portal hard, there's a lot of needs. Um, you know, he had he had kind of mixed returns in the portal uh, last year. There's some real big wins, but there's also some pretty big busts in it. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping he can bring on another 10, 15 guys that can uh, help turn the tide here because this, this status quo is, you know, I'll stomach Not it good. one more year. But, but yeah, like, you know. Yeah, if hang in there, Jake. Come on, man. Come to year. the Pittsburgh game. No, no, I mean, like I said. You know, uh, don't no, deprive gonna, you. If I'm you're a Kings fan, why would you deprive yourself of a game day? Like, go to the game. Then go to the surf club. I've been pissed off every single Although, wait, game. No, no, you, oh, actually, wait a minute. You'd have to go to the surf club Friday. The game's going to be 8 o'clock at night. So. Yeah, that, that's right. what I mean. Uh, so that I, I made a reservation, and I said if it was a noon game, I'm like, you know what, I'll go. Uh, I, I'll do it. If it was even a 3 o'clock game, maybe I'd catch a half and just pop in by myself. But I'm like, you know what, I'd rather give the tickets. I, I'm, I'm going to give them away. They're 50-yard they're line. Uh, they are visitors' side, but – uh, the, the, the real nice club seats. I, I want to give them away to somebody who wants to take their kid or something right, who, who can, who can derive some joy. I, I'm, I, hope, uh, you, I uh, hope you find somebody good. <laughs> I All right, man, we'll give, give us too. a call next so, week. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. Sounds good. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks for being part of the show, man. Yep. Bye-bye. Yep. All right. Uh, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the number one. On your keypad, if you want to come on the show, we're going next to the 336. You are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. It's Charles again, North Carolina. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Not much. Uh, this is the second time calling since last week. All uh, right. So, first thing, you know, I'm one of Kane Kane's one big, big, uh, good friends. We always talk about the games, go to games together and stuff, but... So what is the, what is I hope he slows down when he talks to you. When he calls this show and talks to us, he's, he's like talking oh, a mile him. a minute, man. We can't understand Believe him. <laughs> I hear him, and I always tell him, I say, you need to hold on and let them reply to some of the stuff you say. You know, but yeah, but he, goes, he just talks so fast. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I just sit here and laugh. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> exactly. 
So my question is, so what do you have, and I'm just asking a question here because it seems to me that you don't have any belief in uh, Ja'Curry Brown. Because what I've seen Saturday and what I'm hearing from other shows down there, uh, they're kind of picking on you a little bit from the other shows I listen to. They're they like, can yeah, pick on me all they want. They, they, listen, they, they can pick on me all. And I'm thinking, yeah, that whatever. guy like, definitely not be a wide receiver. That the guy, picking, the picking well, here's what I said, okay? Here, I'm going to tell you exactly what I was watching. I'll, I'll be I, quick. I heard, I, I heard you. Okay, you heard, you heard me on the other show. Okay. So, yeah. like, but I'm, just saying, but I'm watching, you know, I'm looking at a quarterback situation, TVD, Jake Garcia, who had not imploded yet and was the clear number two, Ja'Curry mm-hmm. number three, and right. then I'm, I'm, I'm looking at um, Jaden Rashada coming on campus in right. January, which I – was assuming would knock Jacurry to, to four, and oh, I've no, watched em- no. I've watched Emory Williams throw a football in person on multiple occasions, and I would at that point say, based on what I was seeing from Jacurry at the time, and nothing has really changed, and I'll get to that in a minute. I would have said that I think that Jacurry going into next spring could potentially be the number five quarterback on this team, and I'm looking okay. at a guy. I'm like, oh my God! Like, if you saw this this kid up close, I mean, he is a physical specimen. He is athletic as hell. He is um, a leader. He he was he was a leader in high school. Uh, you could just see he's got that kind of it about him. Yeah. You know that 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 he's a leader. And I'm sitting there watching practice day after day, and he's struggling yeah. throwing. He is struggling throwing the football like you wouldn't believe. I would not say okay. it was. I'm not. I would not say it was like Tate Martell uh, a year or so right. ago. I mean, that was probably worse. But in no way, shape, or form was anybody. And this isn't just me. Like you can take anybody right. who's sitting there watching practice. Other media people, parents, uh, high school right. coaches, whatever. There's nobody sitting there watching practice saying, "Man, like this guy is going to be a great a great quarterback anytime soon." Um, right. Despite what a great athlete he clearly is and what a great person that he clearly is and i'm watching receivers wait wait let me finish i'm watching receivers dropping the balls left and right all over the field i'm saying my god this is a disaster and i think and and the thought comes into my mind man i would love to see what jacari looked like taking some reps on the outside because i'm thinking from an offensive coordinator standpoint you could do a lot of things with this kid like you could you could throw him uh, bubble screens you could do flanker passes um you could do jet sweeps uh you can bring him in as, and, and sneak him in as, as a wildcat quarterback and put tyler van dyke on the outside i'm thinking like there's a lot that they can do with him that might help solve some of the problems now the problem is some people it's a hot button for some people and i understand it <laughs> It's a I'm hot button, yeah. and 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 it's like I wasn't in, intending to offend anybody. I wasn't intending to diminish Jacuri. Are you kidding me? I couldn't think more highly of the kid, but that doesn't mean he can hit a net from twenty-five yards out. Okay, and I'm watching okay. this day after day, and I'm thinking they, they, there might be a way that he can help this team, as opposed to being right the third, fourth, or fifth string quarterback. And that's all it was. There was no more to okay. it than that. It was it was okay. a positive well, thing in my mind. Well, my comeback to that is I don't know how much of practice you got to watch um, or whatnot, but to me it seems like he's made, from what I'm hearing, 
he's made a heck of a stride from when he first came there, from when he, from when he first got to Green Tree. He's made a heck of a stride. And my thing yeah. is this, with Van Dyke, I don't know what you've been looking at in practice, but I know what I see on game days from Van Dyke, and it ain't been good. And I know he had all the yards against Carolina, and he had all the yards. But I'm like, you look at Van Dyke against – I was at the game, the Virginia Tech game. And I wa- if 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 um, if DeCurry had been playing a couple of games under his belt, I think we could score a lot more points at Virginia Tech. Here, than here's what I'm gonna tell you. And I, I mean, here's I'm just saying, I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing the practice that you're seeing in practice. But I no, no. But let me just tell, tell you, and and please, like, don't don't anybody take this like I'm not being critical. I'm not disrespecting anybody. These are just the facts, and the facts are right in front of our eyes, okay? Without, even, okay? without my opinion involved, without your opinion involved, the facts are right in front of our eyes, okay? When they played Florida State, and they started, and they started playing him, and he has been doing better in practice. I've heard the same things for, for several months now, that he's making strides, he's making improvement, okay? What did the coaches do on third down? when they had to throw the ball? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they put, Yeah, and I get that. But my what did they do? What did they do? No, no, what did they do? They brought in somebody else. Yeah. They brought they Jake Garcia in on third down to right. be the quarterback on third down. Right. Okay? Right. Now, now that's, that's one thing I'm going to point out. It has nothing to do with me. Okay? okay. Last week he started, right. and he did great. We, we'll all agree on that, and we're all pulling for him to be – I want him to be the, the, the greatest quarterback in the history of Miami football. But I understand what's reality right now. Okay, right. last week, how many passes did they throw down the field? 19. Oh, I mean, uh, just down the field. No, what, down three, the field. Four, yeah. Two. Two. They, they threw two okay. passes down the field, which is it's okay. They, 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 did a, they had a smart game plan. Okay, they didn't right. ask him. They didn't ask him to do too much. They did not set him up to fail. They set him up to succeed, and that's what coaches are supposed to do. And that's why if you, I don't know if you're on our KaneSports.com site. I hope you are. At halftime yeah. of that game, I made a post on the message board saying, I know nobody wants to hear this, but Josh Gaddis is doing an unbelievable job today with this oh, game no, plan yeah. for Jakari. Yeah, okay, so he he's, not, he's not there yet as a major college no. quarterback as a major college oh, no. passer, okay? No. And I'm I, watching I that in the preseason, and I'm thinking there are ways this kid can help this team this year. That's all. That's all it I was. I don't think so, though. I don't think so. I don't think so, because I don't think Van Dyke or Garcia has the pocket presence. I don't, right. and that ends with the, Tyler I don't, Van Dyke's a very good quarterback. Line. Tyler Van Dyke's Ooh. a very good quarterback. Tyler, he's a very that, good quarterback. In, in he was a victim I, I of you, everything this year. I took I took Van Dyke. Everybody was giving Van Dyke praise, and I like Van Dyke. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a Miami fan, and to me, you've got to be Florida State before I can, you know, put you. And I'm not crowning Jacory, even though he had a good game against that bad Georgia Tech team. You said Saturday, but that bad Georgia Tech team took who was it the week before? Was it Virginia Tech or whoever scored twenty some points? You know, and I'm just like, you know, so they they can't with the backup quarterback. And I know Virginia Tech's not a good team either, but look what they did with us, you know. And Virginia's not a very not a very good team, but look what they did all, with us. You know, all I can so do I'm is give you an honest. Plan. I can only give you an honest opinion, and and there's no okay, biases. There's nothing. I I understand why it's a hot button, and I get it. 
But I wasn't yeah. thinking no, no, about no, no, any of that. To, I'm not ready to crown you know? the kid. I'm not ready to crown him as the next great thing. But I'm saying if you work with him with that, I'm not expecting them to go up to come up to Clemson next this week and and dethrone Clemson. I just wanted to be a respectful game. If this, if if the kids, you can't tell me that the team didn't look different Saturday before game. I mean, they looked like they were ready to play. And I don't know, I don't know what it was. But I've seen, I've seen, I've heard another caller call in, and I've watched Van Dyke's body language. And that's my only thing with him. It's like he doesn't have any – it's like, okay, if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. It's like, you know, there's no there's No, no man, he's, he's competitive. This has been a horrible year. No, I'm year. not saying he's not competitive. I'm saying the body language. I'm not saying he's not competitive. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been language. a horrible year. It's been terrible. Yeah, but think about, what, think about what's in his head. Think about what's in his <laughs> head going into the season. Think about what's in right. his head going into the season. He's thinking, I'm going to have a great year this year, and I'm going into the National Football League draft next spring, and I'm going to make millions right. of dollars. Okay, and he's got agents. Right. He's got NIL deals. He's got all this crap going on, and then look at what happened this year. I mean, you know, you have to – You know, these are kids, man. Tyler Van Dyke's only a 20-year-old kid. Well, and see, that's my point. They're kids. It's just like the Jaden Rashada guy. We're talking about him. We're wanting to throw him under the butt because he flipped to Florida. And I'm 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 cool with it because I I I would like to see Emory come in. Hopefully he's fixed. Emory comes in, um, and Decorey and whatever. If 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 TVD decides to leave now, Jake Garcia going back to Jake Garcia. You talking about how the kid the, the coaches are supposed to set the team the uh, players up to win? I think they set Garcia up to fail. They brought this kid in on third and twelve. I agree. Down to 20, 20 some points, and you bring this kid in, expect him to just be. A I coach, agree. You know? One hundred percent. I'm like, what are you doing to this kid? What did you What did you do to his confidence? You know. I agree, and you notice she didn't see it at Georgia Tech. They didn't do it at Georgia exactly. Tech. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, the coaches take some blame there too, because Garcia, I think, was probably a little higher rated than Van Dyke was coming in. And look yeah, what they've done to him. The problem so, with the, like said, Jake, I think, having a hard time with the offense. Okay, this is a this is a more complicated offense than what they had under Rhett Lashley, and. Right. You'll remember that Jake only played a few plays last season, and he, right. you know, so right. he didn't really have any experience, and I right. don't think he really had a handle on this offense, and I think that's why when right. he had to go in the game and actually do something, that it turned to crap. Like I don't think he knew. I don't think he knew what he was doing out there. Right, but he was there for a whole, you know, for the whole. He's been in the same amount of town as Jacuri as far as under the system. So how is Jacuri doing better than Jake? Um, I think that there was a, a very restricted package last week, and, and no, Jacory, I, I he wasn't asked to do all that. Okay, um, right. I think I think Jake's, and this is on the coaches, because if you have a guy that that doesn't have a grasp of the offense and you don't realize it until he gets in the game, that's not good. Okay, just being honest, right. and I'm not right. trying to rip any individual or whatever, but that's a bad look. That. They were blindsided by Jake not being ready to play. Yeah. Yeah, and I give you that. But I'll go back. Now let's flip over to the defense. Um, I really like what I think. Of course, he's going against, you know, two backup quarterbacks at, at Georgia Tech. But I still think Cam Kenson, I, I agree with Kane Kane. I think he's been our best defender all year long. No doubt. Uh, even, the, 
even with the gives up of the Tennessee and the the other games when he gave up the big. Uh, the North play, Carolina right? game, he had the, he had the two busts yeah. against North Carolina. But um, other right, than that, I agree. I agree. He has been, and and I thought before the year when everybody was thinking that the starters at safety were going to be Avante Williams and James Williams, I felt that back then. No, absolutely, Cam Kinchins must be in the starting lineup. Oh, he's yeah. the best yeah, player I out think there. That that kid has that it factor about him, and it's just like I think it just rubs off on other players. I think that's why everybody else is trying to play a little better now, too. So, but anyway, this, great, this is all I do. Do what now? Okay. No, I was going to say Cam right, Kinchins, he's got a great football IQ. He puts an incredible yeah. amount of effort into it during the week. And right. The biggest surprise – Involving him was that he made those mistakes against North Carolina because he, he's not and, and he goes so team prepared. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, thank you so. for being part of the show. Thanks, man. Yep. Uh, five six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And man, I hope everybody by now just kind of understands where I was coming from on all that there is no, you will never hear me say anything with any intent on disrespecting anybody okay but part of my job is to give honest football analysis and you know it, it, I'm looking like I said at, at, at a player that and, and I end up being right on this regard and people that want to poke holes are going to criticize me for saying that but like I saw a dynamic football player who could help this team a lot, but he wasn't going to get a chance to, he was going to be the the third team quarterback and he wasn't going to get a chance to do anything. And I, my thought was let's find a dang role for this, for him. He can help a team that did not have playmakers. And um, I think that could have been what you're seeing him do now with the football in his hands could have been more of the approach earlier in the year, in my opinion. But uh, they very quickly got to a wildcat package, which we saw early in the year, and it got expanded to lining him up as a receiver on a jet sweep. Didn't throw any balls to him. And then after that got added to the package, it got to the point where he needed to play some quarterback. So obviously everything changed at that point. All right, let's go out to the uh, 917. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. What's up, BK Hurricane? Hey, what's up, BK? How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, listen, the Malik Bryant kid just reconfirmed he's a, according to him, he's a thousand percent committed <laughs> on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelt, man. I, I hope he's a thousand percent, but that's a little bit of a uh, crap show up there. Yep. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying his recruitment is closed. He's a thousand yeah, percent committed. To I know. We saw it. We never, but... we never thought otherwise right now. Um, yeah. But well, I, well, you know, we'll see what happens. One. Yeah. Listen, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of kids decommitting from big time schools, and they're all from Florida. You think Mario might have a <laughs> might have his hand in that? <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I, I think just you know when December gets here, just make sure you you buckle your seatbelt every day, man. It is going to be yeah, insane in college football. Insane. Yeah, that kid Daniel Harris just decommitted from Georgia. Big time four star kid. Yeah, they're not recruiting him. Georgia dropped him. Oh, Miami's not. not yeah, Miami's not interested in him. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, back to Saturday and and what we saw. Right, 
I mean, granted, it was a win, you know, and everything, but you can't beat good teams like that. Well, I, that's no. what I've been saying. People yeah, have been like, people have been going be... crazy on me. I, that's like that's what I that I agree. You can't. You can't be good. Granted, a win is a win. That's fine. But if you coach like that on Saturday, you would have pulled out a win because that would have been the only way to win with with Ja'Cory Brown. Don't pass the ball. Just run it, and hopefully the defense does something. And that was the game plan. The defense did something. <laughs> Ken Kitchens, three interceptions. The defense – they they they, they could have won that game even if the defense didn't do something. It was it was a great yeah, game well, plan. It was a very good game plan for that game. Yeah, On the road, starting a freshman quarterback for the first time, knowing that you don't want to overload him, knowing that you want to keep the passing game under control. Uh, it was a great game plan. I applaud Josh Gaddis for it. Yeah, it, it might get ugly on Saturday though. It will not be enough to Clemson. I agree. It's it's going it's going to be it's going to be ugly on Saturday. And with the whole Jake Garcia thing, right? I think this kid just took a massive blow in his confidence. His you know his head is all you know his head ain't right. His head isn't right. And I think it could be fixed. But if he decides to transfer, I think he'll be worse off if he transfers because every team in the country had a chance to see what he could do and it and he didn't have a good resume so what is he going to do go to a team and have to fight for a starting spot behind probably an established quarterback or 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 with another transfer quarterback that they bring in that might be better than him if I'm Jake I'm staying because there's where are you going to go where are you going? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what he's going to do. I really don't. What is he going to do? Go to one of those group of five schools, South Dakota State, or or something like that? Then yeah, that's. I think Rhett Lashley would take. I think Rhett Lashley would take him. At SMU. Yeah, but 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 will he start? That's, that's the point. Why go somewhere else and not start when you could just entrench yourself at Miami? You know, like you. I mean, you even said it yourself. Like Emory Williams isn't looking. You know, like hey, did, you know, this is a this is a guarantee. So if Emory Williams is not a guarantee, they have to go transfer portal quarterback. So stay. You might. I mean, that's only if Tyler leaves. If Tyler leaves, then yeah. But if Tyler stays, you might as well stay because Peyton Matoka is going to be gone. So you, Jacory. And, and and DVD fight it out, and maybe he could regain his confidence over you know over the spring. And by the time fall fall camp comes, he looks like a different quarterback. But there's nowhere in the country he's going to go and start. It's just not going to happen. He might as well just you know just just buckle down, get himself a quarterback coach. You know, like over the break, over the spring, you know, whatever winter break spring practice comes maybe he looks better or you know like all these things could be worked on with like you know like this team obviously needs a good sports psychologist to figure out why aren't these why aren't the coaches getting through to these guys maybe they just don't like the coaches or maybe it's it's something else like 
you know, who knows, but where is he going? Like mm-hmm. Tyler could pretty much handpick. <laughs> There's a line around the block at University of Miami if Tyler Van Dyke decides to go into the transfer portal. I'm no talking about uh, around, the, around the school. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. That's why I'm laughing at these at some of these guys that are like, you know, trashing on Tyler and and thinking that we're better off, you know, without Tyler. And are you freaking kidding me? Like, if that guy goes in the transfer portal, he's going to be one of the most in demand guys in the portal, and he's going to get a seven figure NIL deal. He's going to get a huge NIL deal. No doubt about it. NIL deal. And you'd be surprised at the schools offering him a spot. Literally every school would line up to offer him a spot. There's no, not every, but a lot would. Yes. Well, well, a lot. Most of the schools, I mean, like excluding those elite you, teams like you, we discussed in the past. Yeah, you take, you take that kid, you get the offensive line right, you pick up a few receivers in recruiting, you know, Ray Ray Joseph, uh, Robbie Washington, you go find a couple more, you get one or two in the portal, you bring them back with Colby Young, and um, you've got um, Arroyo and Skinner and those three freshman tight ends coming in. You know, you've got some real talent now on offense. And Tyler Van Dyke, if he stays healthy, should be a, should be a superstar. Like, right. you know, that's like, only if you've got to get at least two. And you're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to pay for this premium. You're going to have to get two wide receivers. Two out of the transfer portal that you could just plop right in. They're the guaranteed starters. Yep. There isn't a there isn't a wide receiver on the team better than these two guys. No, but They're I mean Restrepo Restrepo's gonna stay involved. Kobe Young's gonna stay involved. I don't know if Jacoby right. George I think they would like Jacoby George to stay. I think they feel Huh? Those guys don't scare anybody. They're not game No, players. no, no. But I think Jacoby George is good enough that he'll make the cut. Like I don't think they'll run him out of the program. Uh Right. But, you know, I, I, think, I think they got to keep Latson because, on the bubble. because, you know, you can't, you can't like, jettison Latson after bringing him here in the portal. I think, I, I think he'll stick. But uh, I think they'll get at least one or two in the portal. I, I would agree with that to supplement they what, they, what they have and what they're bringing in. Yeah, well, that's what they're doing. Yeah, you got enough little guys. You don't need more little guys. Right. You, you need a big – Physically six yes. two big. You need a, big, a number one dude. Somebody that's gonna. You, you need know, a number somebody one that's dude. gonna threaten the back half of the field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no doubt, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping Tyler stays. I'm hoping Jake stays. Yeah, we'll see on Jake. Jake to go. We'll see on both of them. I'm I, I'm, I've been hearing positive things about Tyler, uh, so we'll see how that transpires. But uh, I don't know if Jake will stay or not. I mean, uh, I, I don't. Right, I, Jacoby, I, I just, no. Huh? Yeah. Doesn't Jacoby Brown remind you of 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 Lamar Jackson right out of high school? No, nah, Lamar Jackson was a better passer out of the gate. If you look at Lamar athleticism, not not as fast, not as fast, but but a very good athlete. Agreed. Um, and Lamar <laughs> Jackson, the way Lamar Jackson is so dynamic as an athlete that people kind of disregard how good he is as a passer also. Uh, and he was very mm. good at Louisville. He was good at Louisville as a passer. And remember, Louisville had the type of offense where he was 
where he could fit. Uh, what's the coach's name? Bobby oh Petrino. Bobby Petrino was the coach back then. Yeah, but you know what? If you look at the quarterback at Louisville now, that Malik Cunningham kid, uh, if if Jakari could become a you know could become a little bit of a pa- better passer, I could see him being kind of like that kid. That kid was this. Right. Had, had a, he's not bad. That kid. But look at the offense they run, similar to Bobby Petrino's offense. So Scott yeah. Satterfield, that wide open, yep. you know, quarterback emphasis mm-hmm. offense. And yep. if so we'll Corey see, stays we'll there, I think that's the kind of offense he needs. You know, Maybe. let's see what happens. Uh, I don't think right, we're going to make the bowl game, which is probably better. Mario could just hit the recruiting trail and not have to worry about 15 practices. That's the way I feel. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, like I think they're better off focusing on recruiting in the month of December. But they would well, probably say those 15 practices are really good to develop young players. So they, yeah, I'm sure they, they want to develop. They the, want to go to a bowl game. They want to be able to bring kids out. The thirty guys that's going to be left after. Well, they want to be able to bring kids out to practice. After the purge. Right. So there's going to be a purge now, but they want to be able to bring kids yeah, out yeah. to practice and stuff. So, all right, yeah. well, uh, well, thanks for being part of the show, man. We'll all right, talk guys, to you next time. On. You got it. All right, five six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the 985. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Mr. Gary Furman, Swagger for Life, man. What's going on? What's up, Swagger? How are you doing this week? I'm good, man. Been right. here laying here listening to the show with my Josh, Josh Gaddis' great hat on. Getting blistered <laughs> for it. That's the comment because of the night. I'm the so only. I'm the. I'm the only guy I think in 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 Miami Hurricanes fandom that actually think that this guy has gotten scapegoated worse than anybody anybody in college football history. He probably is a little um, bit getting scapegoated, but he hasn't done the best job either. Like you know, he's brought some well, of it on himself. All right, let me let me let me let me let's get this out 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 in the open, okay? Curry Brown, this past game against Georgia Tech. Give Josh Gaddis, Gaddis a lot of credit. He gave that kid, a, he gave a true freshman quarterback in a situation on the road, a package, a, a packaged offense that he felt he, that the kid could thrive in, and mm-hmm. the kid did. Um, uh, absolutely 100%. Uh, a great job by Josh Gaddis putting that kid in a position uh, with plays on the field and the package he, the package that kid was given. Uh, to to do what he did this past Saturday. It was a great yeah. moment for the Miami Hurricanes. It was a great moment for the team against what I think was a hapless Georgia Tech team. But that that aside doesn't matter. We needed that moment. The, this team needed that moment. Ja'Curry mm-hmm. Brown is an athlete, no question. Um, we need to figure out a way to get that kid on the field. Uh, whether it be, I don't care how, uh, Wildcat, uh, put him in the slot, run him reverses, whatever it is, he needs to be on the field more uh, because, number one, we need him uh, because of the lack of the lack of talent we have on the outside. And number two, that kid is dangerous with the ball in his hands on offense. End of story right there. Ja'Curry Brown yeah. is a quarterback. Ja'Curry Brown has all the ability and the potential in the world 
to become a star at the University of Miami. He has the charisma and the personality that I think uh, these kids that this team responds to. Uh, One of the callers said that the team looked fired up to play. That might have had something to do with it. I mean, this kid just, he just, you know, somebody said on the board that he has it as far as that confidence that, you know, you want to make, you want to play for him, et cetera. Is he ready now to take the lead, as some of these fans are saying? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> if, if Tyler Van Dyke is healthy going into Clemson, you start Tyler Van, <laughs> Tyler Van Dyke in a, in a heartbeat. You mix yeah. in some Ja'Curry Brown, you give him some snaps, uh, maybe you get him, get, get him a, 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 maybe a series or something like that, but you figure out ways to use him to get him in the game to supplement your offense that Valley needs uh, another playmaker. What you do with Ja'Curry Brown is you take Ja'Curry Brown and you either, well, obviously you're going to let him compete next year, but in a perfect world, what you'd want to do is you'd want to redshirt him next year and get him ready to really take the reins for 2024 if TVD comes back, okay? What I think happens regardless is if TD, regardless of if TDVD comes back or not is I think Mario Cristobal anyway goes into the portal because I think Jake's gone. I think he's gone. Mario goes into the portal for another QB. And because what one, the one thing that, that I, I argue all the time on the board with is the one thing that, the, that Mario wants more than a power, stop, power spread uh, offense is he wants competition on green tree. Okay. He, yeah. what I, you said earlier that TVD is a victim of this season. I think Tyler Van Dyke is more of a victim of playing in a past offensive system that may be exploited a little bit. Uh, how do I want to say this? Again, the system was made for him. Josh Gaddis comes in with his pro-style system, and he struggles, okay? But – that doesn't mean that TVD still isn't our best player uh, at quarterback, given a chance to grow in the Josh Gaddis offense. Look, this whole thing about we need to change coaches, I, I'm so sick of hearing that. I'm tired of all the, I'm tired of the fans with the coaching merry-go-round. If the, if the fans had their way, we'd have a merry-go-round of coaches every freaking quarter. I'm sick of, I'm sick of it. Josh Gaddis came in with a new system. People want to talk about they didn't have a plan for 10 games. They did have a plan for 10 games. Let's throw out the Southern Miss game. Let's throw out the Bethune-Cookman game. They had a plan going going into Texas A&M. The plan sort of worked. The problem at Texas A&M was we made too many mistakes, and that's what lost us the game. We fumbled the ball. Tariq Stevenson fumbled the ball. Henry Parrish didn't drop uh, drop the ball on on a third down, key third down. Uh, a few other plays in the game, Jalen Knight makes a different cut. We score a touchdown. It's a different football game. That's what happened to Texas A&M. You come back in middle, middle Tennessee State, all of a sudden, as you say, a total uh, structural failure at middle, middle Tennessee State. What happened was this. What they wanted to do on offense, okay, for lack of a better way of, of putting it, wore down this personnel so much that they had nothing left in the freaking tank at Middle Tennessee. And you saw it. Because 
this personnel, especially on the offensive line, like I keep screaming, was not built for a game-in, game-out, power-spread style that Mario Cristobal and Josh Gaddis want to implement. That's why after the Middle Tennessee State game, you saw them make an adjustment, and they started to go hurry up. They went back to the hurry up. Now they bounced back and forth in the in the next game. I can't remember, remember who it was. They bounced back and forth, and they went back to the check with me's at times, but they put TBD back into his comfort zone with the hurry up offense. It was North Carolina on the next game. That is not what Mario and Gaddis want to run. What Mario and Gaddis want to run is more of a style of what they did with Curry Brown, but not as condensed. Okay. Yeah. Are you following me, Gary? I'm with you, man. Yeah, you haven't lost me. You haven't lost me yet. <laughs> here, here, here it is, and here's what I'll ask. Here's what I'll ask the fans that want all these coaches fired after one freaking bad game. First of all, shut up, sit down. Second of all, what is a Josh Josh Gaddis, Mario Cristobal, and and I believe this is an extension of Mario Cristobal, the offense. What is an offense, offense going to look like with Inez Cooper with a second year, with Francis Maui Goa anchoring the line, with a Samson Okanola, 6'6", 275 pounds, with a Trevante Citizen, 6'2", 225 pound back back there, versus a 5'11", 180-pound Henry Parrish? What is it going to look like then when the offensive line is manhandling people up front and giving TVD time? I mean, TVD is a couple of times. I mean, in the in the style they're trying to run, is running for his life during the year. Can't remember the games, but they were there. And that's because the team was built for a system that doesn't match what Gaddis and Cristobal want to run, and that is what's giving Mario Cristobal fits and driving him crazy because the man was a two-time national champion offensive lineman at the University of Miami. How do you think Mario Cristobal feels when he walks into that film room on Saturday and he sees Justice Olawashan and John Campbell getting blown up? In the, <laughs> you know, like we all see. It's got to be driving him mad. So all these people, and maybe so, Gary, maybe Josh Gaddis, it's some of his fault because they didn't make the adjustment or whatever. But when Josh Gaddis walks into the – this was the story – walks into the locker room and says, you guys really have a problem. And Mario defends him by saying, you've got to tell these guys the truth, and we're going to see it. On comes the purge. It's the purge because these guys cannot run the system that Mario and Gaddis want to run. And one more thing. Maybe I'm wrong, and Mario doesn't like Josh Gaddis. And Josh Gaddis gets fired at the end of the year. To every Miami Hurricane football uh, fan out there, if you really believe Mario Cristobal, the former offensive lineman, is going to bring in an offensive coordinator that's going to throw the ball 60 times a game, you are insane. You are nuts. Because that is not championship football. Period. Mario Cristobal will bring in a similar type of, of uh, offensive coordinator to what Gaddis is, with maybe a quirk here and there. Because Mario Cristobal believes that championship football 
on offense is best with balance. There you go. All right, man. Well, I hope you got some believers out there. You certainly um, make some convincing uh, points. And you certainly deliver it with passion. <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm so sick of hearing about we need to change coaches. I am sick to death of fire the coaches, fire the coaches. Take Kevin Steele. What's a Kevin Steele defense going to look like with a real freaking middle linebacker and Corey Flagg out of, the, out of there? What's a Kevin Steele secondary going to look like with, when DJ Ivy and T- Corey Couch are finally gone? I'm so sick of watching Sikori Couch bounce off a running back. Yeah, he makes a play here and there, but they drag him three, three and four yards. Corey Flagg, the kid plays with a ton of heart, ton of heart. They ain't good enough. Gilbert Frierson just left. Yeah, he loves Miami. He's a Miami fan. He's not Miami material. He's just no. not at all, period. Mario, it's, it's like Mario says. You got to tell these kids the truth. And that's what he means when he comes out in his press conferences and he says, we got to talk about the truth. That's why you're seeing parents up in arms and getting frustrated because I, I, I don't know this, but probably behind the scenes, there's a lot of hard conversations going on right now. And that's why you're going to see 30 to 35 players, a uh, 30 to 35 player turnover come this, come this off season. I got one question for you, Gary, and I'll let you go. You keep talking about, in the recruiting, um, you know, buckle up Do you, uh, come December. Do you and Shodell know some stuff we don't know maybe that's out there? I know the that there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of movement and, you know, a lot of teams are making promises. I think that they're not going to be able to fulfill. Uh, I, I think there's going to be decommitments. I think there's going to be, um, new commitments. I, I think there's going to be a lot of flips. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of everything. And it's going to be the craziest three weeks maybe we've ever seen in history in recruiting. Do you think that – this is one for you. Do you think that the collective in Miami slash Ruiz, do you think they can they can, let's say, back up what they're doing? I haven't I seen any. Sign, I haven't seen any signs that they that they can't and that they won't. I mean, he's done everything he said, and, and you know, he's told me he's increasing the budget from ten million to fifteen million. I mean, I haven't seen any any signs that he's not. You know, I mean, some people are talking about his earnings, the you know MSP's earnings, and I haven't looked at them or whatever and suggesting they were disappointing or whatever, but like, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but that, that's, you know, that's a new brand he's trying to launch. Anybody who's tried to launch a new brand, you know, you don't look at, you know, I mean, that's, come on, that's, that's a two to five, two to four year process minimum. I mean, uh, that's, that's a whole other conversation, but I, I just, you know, that, you know, you say buckle up in recruiting come December, because I believe you, I think, I think there's going to be, it's going to be insane. I mean, even, even starter, even prominent starters at certain positions at other sc- certain schools are going to consider moving. Uh, I mean, I'll give you one because I'm over here, Jaden Daniels. LSU, I mean, look, the offers that are getting put out, uh, I mean, are going to turn heads. Yep. It, it, I, you know, I think you're right. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be insane. Every player in college football is a free agent. 
Plus you have regular recruiting. Plus you got regular recruiting. I mean, it's going to be absolutely insane, you know. Yeah, that, so. that is that's crazy. Look, I, I think I think we're headed. Look, I think we're headed for a very exciting time. I can't wait to see the 2023 hurricanes, which I believe, to me, 2023 is going to be ground floor Mario. To me, I think mm-hmm. I, I'll say it again. I think at the beginning of the year, and you probably disagree with me. I think they got blindsided a little bit by they thought they could come in and instill a mentality right away, and it didn't take. And I think they they had to scramble. I, I, I think they had to scramble a little bit, and now they know what they've got to do and are kind of re reorganizing. I I think they got blindsided a little bit, but that's my opinion. So. All right, man. Well, thank you for the call. Great one. Give us a call Thanks. next week. Appreciate it, Gary. Yep. 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 Give right. us a call next week. Thank you. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 845. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, Gary. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Greg? How you doing, man? All right. I missed the beginning of the show. Um, I want to talk about Jacory Bryant. Um, everybody's knocking this guy that he can't pass. Um, how was Jalen Hurts when he was a freshman at Alabama? Was he a good passer? You know, I, I can't. I don't know. I didn't see him. No, he wasn't. Was Jordan Travis a good quarterback when he was a freshman? Not great, no. I would no, say maybe, stunk. maybe for, I would say maybe further along as a passer right now. But no, he. We, I mean, like any other freshman, they, they get you know. Okay, everyone talks very highly about this kid Anthony Richardson up at Florida, projected yeah. to go in the first round. He has eleven touchdowns and seven interceptions this year, and and he's throwing fifty five percent. Is that a good passer? No, I don't think so. But he's a hell of a runner. Ja'Cory Brown is a hell of a runner. You need to, a mobile quarterback in college football. Look at all the best teams in the country. Their quarterbacks are not stationary. Like Tyler, I mean, I like Tyler Van Dyke. Jake Garcia is a, is a joke, all right? He, he, he cannot play. Who has more poise on the field, Ja'Cory Brown or Jake Garcia? I mean, on face value, based on last week, you're saying Ja'Cory Brown. I don't know that it's fair. I mean, you know, you're going to be down on Jake. He he played horrible when he was in the game. Uh, the offense was too much for him. He he, you know, it was meant it was it was mental. It wasn't that he can't throw the ball. It's not that he's not a good quarterback. It's that when he had to go execute. The offense, he couldn't. He couldn't do it. He was a turnover machine. It was. It was. It was. He was processing everything so slow that that's why he was getting all the strip sacks because the ball wasn't getting out on time. Right. Exactly. And then he's thrown. Then he's thrown interceptions on top of it. I mean, he had a couple of interceptions that were flat ugly, man. And I was stunned. I'll tell you, Greg. I was a stun- I was shocked. I had never seen anything like that on the practice field. I've asked the coaches, did you guys ever see anything like this on the practice field? They're like, no. <laughs> like, everybody in the program was just absolutely stunned 
at how much he struggled. Um, so if you're if you know if you're talking about what did it look like in July and August, and and I mean Jake was ahead of Jacuri. There was not even it wasn't even a conversation. Just like it wasn't a conversation that Tyler was ahead of Jake. I mean there was clear separation with the quarterbacks. It, it, it wasn't even a debatable subject. Well, okay. The last three times we played Clemson, you know what the uh, score is total? 138 to 20. We have three, two touchdowns against Clemson in the last three games. One on a blocked field goal. Okay. I mean, is, it, is this going to be another 50 nothing game this week, Gary? Depends. Uh, it, it depends what kind of offense that they can bring to the stadium. Uh, if if oh, if, it's, no if, if it's if it's the Georgia Tech offense, I, I do believe they will get blown out because Clemson's not going to allow that without any threat of a downfield passing attack. They're not going to allow those runs, and they're not going to allow the they're going to blow up the bubble screens and all that stuff. Like, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Like, well, you know, we'll see. But if they can run a, 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 a different offense and, and Tyler can go and, and they can, you know, spread the ball around a little better and do some different things and maybe mix in some Jakari. And, I, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't know, man. But, I mean, obviously they're 20-point underdogs. And if they were 30-point underdogs, I don't think anybody would blink. Okay. Notre Dame beat, blew out Clemson this year with 85 yards passing. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Clemson has had Syracuse almost beat Clemson this year at Clemson. How come we can't come close to Clemson, but other teams can play them fairly tight? I well, don't let's understand. see what happens. Let's see what happens. Maybe they okay, can come up with something. Point about Mario. Don't you think it's possible he needs to back off a little on the Maybe he's a little too tough on these coaches and the players, getting them there. Um, Greg, if if you're looking at this year as a standalone, I would say maybe you could make that argument. Mario's not looking at this year as a standalone. Mario's looking at this year on establishing a culture that he wants to last into eternity here. And he is not blindsided by the way they've struggled this year. He's not the least bit phased by it. Uh, he sees this as a necessary part of what had to take place here to move forward from this place. And it's been hard. It's been frustrating. Uh, but he, I know he feels like he knows what he's doing. And did he overbake it for this particular group of kids and stuff? And maybe overbake it for a staff that was all coming together for the first time from all different places that had never worked together? Yeah, he probably did overbake it, no doubt. You know, there were times where maybe it was too much. But he would argue that I don't care. I am establishing something here to have permanence and to stand the test of time, uh, to take Miami football into the next 10, 15, 20 years. And, you know, that's what you hired him for. That's why he's here. So, you know, I don't know, Greg. I, you know, I, I think it just depends how you look at that. 
Okay, my last thing I'm going to predict right now, uh, Gaddis, Steele, and Adai are not going to be here next year. That's my prediction. We'll see what happens. All right, thank you. All right, Greg. Thank you, as always, man, for being part of the show. Yep. 563 Hit one on your keypad. If you're going to come on the show, let's go to the 757. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Well, man, you know, I ain't called last week, and I'm pissed off because my Hoyas lost tonight, so I'm still not happy. King, yeah, King Kane, your best friend here. called earlier, man. Your best friend called earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I asked him. I said, I, I, I said, how do you – like, King Kane comes on this show. He talks 180 miles an hour. Like, I just sit here and laugh. And, like, he's your best friend. Like, does he talk slowly when you're on the phone with him? <laughs> yeah, I talk slow. I'm going to talk slow right now. I'm going to be real slow. The player uh, of the year on defense is my boy Cam. Cam Cam all day. You still be killing him about the two bad plays out of the 25 games he done played. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Yes, he had those. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. What about what I, I said before the season? Do I ever get any credit from you, Cam Cam? I'm no season mess, man. I'm talking about what you be saying. Every week now, you always got these two damn things to say. He had them two bad plays. But when Tyler Van Dyke played like shit, well, you got to give him a break. I ain't giving him nothing. TVD gets no break. No I break. Think Cam, you know, I think Cam is every bit as good as you think no he is. Kane Kane, I, no I think Cam's as good as you think he is. I said it in okay, August. Okay, we're going to let it go. Now you, now you want to be Mr. Nice Guy. That's fine. Okay, forget about the season. If you really want to base anybody play, you can't because all of the line is trash. Trash, trash, trash. Forget all the players y'all talking about we might lose. But here's the thing I got with that. If you lose 30 players, what the hell are you going to be like next year? you just going to get a whole bunch of superstars to come in? Because look what happened to Michigan State. Portal battle last year. They dominated. What the hell is Michigan State at this year? Okay, you, uh, that's what I if thought. If you lose 30, Damn if you lose 30, wait a minute. Kane, Kane, if you lose 30, okay, and you add the nine graduates, that's a total of 39 kids you can bring in the program. Um, let's say you take 20, 25 to 27 high school kids and 10 to 12 transfers. That's what you're talking about. Okay, so okay, so we're supposed to be much better next year. Fuck that. We don't get that old line right. You can put your mama, my great-grandmama, my cousin, my uncle, anybody. If the old line don't get fixed, we ain't going to be ish. Period. I don't care about all the receivers. They can't get over. Well, hell, I can't get over neither. If your backside, the quarterback got to run, or the quarterback getting hit, it starts up front, just like on defense. The defense, it starts with the trenches. The offense starts up front. If you can't block, you can't do nothing, whoever the quarterback is. So with that being said, since Mario is the guru, let's get that old line. I don't give a damn. They go. See, the problem, everybody likes stars. Go to Wisconsin. Go get one of them big country-fed boys that's 6'6". I don't care if he's a one-two star, strong as an ox. We need monsters. These Florida boys really ain't offensive line material. They're athletes. You get a couple here and there, you know that. You want them hog-born boys, you got to go down country, Wisconsin, either sneaking Alabama, Michigan. You got to get big boys for the ground game that they want to run, like everybody says. They want to be pound, and now you can't do that with Miami boys. Miami boys are athletes, skilled players, that's it, something like that. So give everybody a pass. The whole offense get a pass. TVD, you get a pass. Jake, you do look like trash, but you get a pass. 
Because he looked good last week. Oh, everybody want to crown him. Can't crown nobody, but he, he looked good and he deserves his prop. And if he go out here and would have beat Clemson, oh, boy, y'all really going to be on you. He don't think. But like I said, you can't judge the offense. You can't judge the receivers. You can't judge nothing. Hey, one more question. Is my man Shannon going to play this week? I've been waiting for Don for so long. Is Don going to get any carries or is he able to play? I know they said he practicing. Does that mean he will, might get a couple carries or not? How about Don Chaney? Yeah, well, Chaney, yeah, will he yeah, get any birds? There's, there's, there's a chance he will get in the game, yes. Okay, well, with that being said, hey, man, the season's over. Yeah, I'm with y'all. Damn the 15 extra practices. And, you know, do what y'all got to do. Drink, run, coke, get high, whatever. It's over. Season done. All my predictions fell through. Now it's time for me to recruit while I watch my Hoyas play. So with that, 305, ride or die. No more game football for me. I watch the games, but can't make the Pittsburgh games. But that's Thanksgiving weekend, and Costco won't let me off. With that, see you next week, buddy. Hey, Charles, Kang, Meister Kane, and everybody, one love. Stay strong. We'll be back. Peace. All right. Thank you. Thank you as always, man. I uh, love his call every week. Uh, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing, buddy? Who's this? Uh, this is Dex Mill. I, I talked to you a while back. All right. Uh, last yeah, the last time, long time listening. The last time we talked, though, I um, we were talking about the coaching hire. It was during that time, and okay. uh, of course, we we know you love Mario. I love Mario, but Gary, man, it's the same old thing that we used to talk about back when uh, who was the last coach? When Manny was here, and even back when Mark Rick was here, when I would call in on your show, and you would always be saying this, and I would always tell you, Gary, it's the coaching. And when I say coaching, Gary, I don't mean it's the coaching that uh, in saying that we have enough talent to win a national championship. Obviously, we don't. But we have way more talent than the record shows on the field. According mm-hmm. to all of the measurements that measure the talent on the roster, and you can't have it both, we, we can't have it both ways, the talent says that we should be beating all of these teams except Clemson, except, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe one other team on the schedule, right? Texas A&M, I think it was, right? As a matter of fact, speaking of Texas A&M, that's a great example. That's an example of it's not talent. It's coaching. Texas A&M is flooded with five stars all over the field, but they're they're getting their ass handed to them week in and week out because they don't have the the coaching. And it's the same thing that's been going on here at Miami. I hope Mario gets it done. We're invested. Ten, I mean, the school's committed to him for 10 years. Um, the one thing that I do like about the Mario hire is that Mario was able to get the school and the, and the support uh, to open up the person, and that makes a hell of a difference in this world of college football nowadays. I don't know if another candidate or another person, if we would have brought in, could have got the, the, the boosters in the school to open up the purse the way they have for Mario. But even with that being said, there's no it's first year first play, first year players. He's seven and three. It's not the players. It's the coaching. And I like I said, I know you love Mario, man. But um, I hope he ends up being the right guy. But I tell you, the guy that I told you would have been the right guy is the right guy. And that was Lane Kiffin. And you, you know, you kind of scoffed at it, and so forth and so on. And I kept telling you, 
Lane Kiffin. And all I'll say about Lane, Gary, look at what he's doing two years in a row at Ole Miss with less money, less talent, less everything, and he is kicking ass, kicks Jimbo's ass, almost beat Saban. What, what is he, 8-2 right now? Yeah, he's 8-2 and in the SEC West, two years in a row, not even, not a fluke. I got you. What did he do at FAU? First year, 11-4. and four. The year before that with uh, the other guy, I forget the other guy's name, uh, was it Taggart? Well, well, the year before, the year before that, FAU was five and seven, I believe. First year, Lane gets there, eleven and four. Anyway, I'll hang up a list. Well, keep me on. I just want to listen. All right, man. Uh, thank you for being part of the show. All right, guys. Uh, we got a wide open board, so I'm going to put out a last call for calls tonight. Five six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. If you want to come on the show, you hit the one on your keypad. Uh, let me take a look at the um, the questions and um, comments that were uh, submitted at canesport.com for tonight's show and uh, get into those a little bit. Uh, pros and cons of Josh Gaddis remaining as the offensive coordinator in 2023. Hmm. I would say the pros would be just continuity, continuing to build, but honestly, there's not a ton to build on. And uh, to me, the biggest issue is I don't feel there was a connection between Josh Gaddis and, and the players. And uh, we've heard a lot of things on that re- in that regard, whether they're true or not true. I, I think he's lost the support of the fan base, which is a tough thing to overcome. Um, if I had to make a bet right now, it would be that we would see a change there. Uh, but I do not know that definitively and I don't know anybody that does. So, um, we'll see what happens here, uh, down the stretch. Um, but it's been a rocky year for sure for Josh Gaddis, uh, biggest potential shock to hit the transfer portal this off season, someone unexpected. Hmm. I mean, I guess Jake Garcia would no longer qualify in, in that regard. Um, trying to think uh, if one of the running backs, I mean, Knighton kind of, he had a good game last week. Cheney's just coming back from injury. Parrish will be back. I could see Thad Franklin uh, going to the portal uh, at, amongst the running backs. Uh, the receivers, any, anything goes. Maybe if Jacoby George goes to the portal. Um O-line, all those guys that aren't playing will be in the portal. Same thing on D-line, uh, linebackers. Um, you know, I, I think any anybody that's not getting, that's not a starter right now is a portal candidate. Um, I think you got to look at some of those young DBs. There's a lot of them that weren't worthy of getting on the field this year. Do they go, some of them go in the portal. So we'll see what happens. I think there'll be 20. 2025 20, guys in the portal. Matt thinks there'll be 30. We'll see. Um, and we'll start getting into specifics. He and I have started spending some time on that. Uh, so once the season's over, we'll start getting uh, into specifics on that. Uh, Gabriel T wants to know why is Takori Couch still on the team? Well, it's not December 5th yet. Uh, I would think that Takori could end up being a candidate for the portal potentially. Uh, maybe he would classify as the surprise of surprise since he plays a lot. You know, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, 
I talked about some of the recruiting stuff earlier in the show. So if you missed that, um, you can pick that up on the podcast. Uh, let's see. MSK Fish is saying, if it's true that Gaddis is not well-liked by the current players, how's that going to impact future offensive guys? I don't think it is. Uh, you know, I think that situation is going to work itself out long before we get to future offensive guys. Would a win against Clemson erase the nightmare of the season? You better believe it. <laughs> that absolutely would erase a lot of the nightmare, and it would set them up for a chance to go win seven and maybe in a, win a bowl game and get to eight wins. And, and you know, that's what you got to try for if you're Mario, and I think that they are all in right now on trying to make that happen. But uh, I guess that some teams have given Clemson a hard time this year, and maybe they're not as dominant as the old Clemson, but they do have a better roster right now than Miami. And it's going to be a tall order to be competitive in that game. Uh, the coordinators are going to have to do a heck of a job this week. And uh, in talking to Kevin Steele earlier in the week, he is not intimidated at all uh, by that challenge. In fact, he was remembering a time he went to Clemson and he held them 17 points. So um, he'll be trying to do the same again uh, this time around. Will the staff pursue another quarterback for this class? Yes, I think they will fish around and see who might be interested. Uh, like I've said, I think the kids that are committed to other schools are going to be on the table. I think there's going to be a lot of movement in December. Uh, so, yeah, I could see Miami fishing around out there for, uh, for a quarterback that might be committed somewhere else right now and might want to switch that commitment. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Jay Collette wants to know, are we confident that the guys that are going to be the guys going to the portal are going to be replaced by quality transfers? Uh, you're not going to hit on every single one of them. They didn't hit on every single one of them this year. Uh, but there will be quality guys in the portal to choose from. I don't think there's any question about that. And uh, I think they, they did a decent job. And Miami in general has done a good job in the portal. And I think Miami is an appealing transfer destination. We see how effective it's been in basketball. Uh, so, yeah, I think they can find good players in the portal. I'm expecting them to take at least a dozen or so of them. And we'll see what becomes available. But, uh, yeah, and I, I feel good about Miami's position in the portal uh, all the time. Uh, let's see, I'm just uh, very quickly looking at at, uh, at, at some of these uh, leftover questions here. And uh, I think we've pretty much covered um, most of them. So uh, take a look at the queue. We'll see if any calls have come in here. They have not. So that is going to do it for Kane Sport Live tonight. I thank everybody who uh, listened for listening. I thank all the callers for calling in. I thought we had a good, good night of calls this week. So I applaud everybody. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, the Lamar Thomas Show. We'll have that. I don't know yet who the guests are, but I, it's been a great show all year. I encourage everybody to listen to that. Uh, Good Morning Cane Sport. We'll hit you with that in the morning uh, and move on from there. So uh, thank you once again, and we'll see you next time, everybody.